Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Yeah, the American way is truth, and what the Denver Post is doing, and so many on the left are doing right now in Colorado and nationally, is the opposite of truth. It's not only lies, but it's, it's vile, vicious, immoral lies. And, and lies that are extremely dangerous in their own right. Because if we are not honest about the cause of mass shootings, it makes the next mass shooting more likely. If you try to create phony causes of mass shootings to advance a political agenda, it makes mass shootings more likely. And even without the additional information we're getting through the great reporting of the Gazette, you know, regarding this shooter, even without that, if we're just standing back and acknowledging some fundamental truths, none of us know right now. The Denver Post doesn't know. Phil Weiser doesn't know. Nobody knows the actual motivation of this heinous monster. Nobody knows that. But obviously you have this rush to judgment among the Post and others because they want to hijack the murders of these wonderful people to silence those who disagree on transgender policy. That's un-American, it's dishonest, and it's dangerous. That brings us to this editorial. We're looking at you, Lauren Boebert, from the Denver Post. And remarkable, isn't it? Because the whole premise of this editorial is that anybody who disagrees with the Post and the left on transgender policy, including the Catholic Church, which, which has spent more time actually loving, real world love, not the cheap words the Post spews, but real world love in the trenches, roll up your sleeve, care for them, wipe them, you know, when they go on themselves, real world love for people of all faiths or no faith at all, transgender, gay, etc. doing the hard work of real world love. Post wants to blame the Catholic Church. Why? Because they disagree with the Catholic Church on transgender policy in Catholic schools. So think about how insidious this is. The Post, it, it, Respected publication, editorial board, not some drunk who shoots something in for them to publish, wants to blame the Catholic Church for this shooting. The good news is any good, reasonable, fair-minded person can see how wrong and unfair that is. But, but that's how, at least, we hope it's temporary, temporarily insane the Denver Post is right now. And, and what, are, what causes are really just more likely and again nobody knows about the springs yet we we don't have the information but but what causes are more likely than lauren bobert caused this or the catholic church you know caused it uh, literally one million times more likely is that there was some involvement with drugs in particular marijuana how do we know that we don't know it to be true in the springs but if you're going to sit here and speculate about possible causes denver post then at least have the decency to base it on fact and logic. And what is a common denominator, not in every, but in most, 
of these mass shootings, particularly people in this age group and others, it is heavy marijuana use. But the Post doesn't want to talk about that or speculate on that because the Post supports legalized marijuana, as does the left. And what about abolition of the death penalty? I don't know if it had anything to do with what this demon did in Colorado Springs, but but it is logically much more likely to have been a factor than Lauren Boebert or Chassa or the Catholic Church or anybody else the Post tries to blame to advance the Post's own political agenda. Yeah, it's it's so dangerous. And the other part of that danger, by the way, Ryan, think about it. If you accept the Post premise, if you accept the Post premise that if you disagree with someone on policy, you are inciting violence. Mm-hmm. Then what does the Post think they're doing with an editorial headlined, quote, we're looking at you, Lauren Boebert. Pretty directly. That then goes on yeah. to to blame her for this mass shooting. Now, according to the Post's own reasoning, wouldn't the Post be encouraging violence against Lauren Boebert? Wouldn't the Post have to believe that blaming her for the mass shooting in and of itself would increase the chance of violence against her? But having a headline on the editorial, we're looking at you, Lauren Boebert, which reads to any reasonable person, we're blaming you, Lauren Boebert. Wouldn't they think under their own logic that that's that's a call to arms against Lauren Boebert. I mean, according to their own logic. Yeah. Now, I firmly believe, Ryan, but, that that none of us on the left or right should stop expressing our policy disagreements for fear that some drug addict uh, or, or somebody with a dangerous mental illness, and the vast majority of mentally ill people are not violent, uh, or somebody who's a drug addict and has a mental illness, might go out and commit violence. None of us should be censored from expressing policy differences but, because of the fear of that. But but that's what the Post is trying to accomplish here. While at the same time, they know, they know there's a recent history in Colorado of, and, and listen, transgender people, every transgender person I've known has been wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But the Post knows there's a recent history of a transgender person orchestrating and executing a mass shooting in Colorado over anger at those who who didn't like transgender people in their view and which was kind of made up in the killer's own mind but but they know there's that recent history yet they target lauren bober you said uh, the key word there they put a target on her back i mean that's what some of this rhetoric coming from the left right now is with regard to trans people and this is why i'm also uh, vehemently against i don't know how you feel about it dan but this whole notion of uh hate crime because lauren bobert by what you're just saying there she's a fair target because she's on the right she's caucasian she's heterosexual if you don't check a certain box then you are a fair target you're fair game but when you bring into this whole notion of hate crimes and they can only be committed against a protected class of citizens any mass murder is a hate crime by very definition any act of violence against another person is a hate crime you don't do it out of love you don't do it out of apathy so the whole South Park had an entire episode about the, how ridiculous the concept of hate crimes are, and it creates this two different sets of standards and rules. You know, Ryan, you raise such an interesting point, and, and that is hate. Because where do we have hate? Obviously, this demonic killer in the Springs. There, there you have hate. But, but where do you have hate on the right? I mean, when you talk about 
folks who have these legitimate disagreements on transgender policy know we should not be teaching first graders about sex, no matter what kind of sex it is, including transgender. No, um, males with penises should not be in girls' showers or ruining girls' sports. And you can go right on down the list. Those are legitimate disagreements. Nothing hateful about that. But you see the hate now just spewing from the left. I mean, the hate that's present in this Denver Post editorial. The hate toward the Catholic Church. I mean, after ripping on Lauren Boebert for saying things like, tweeting things like, quote, take your children to church, not drag bars. So the Post is saying that caused this shooting. And then after ripping on Lauren Boebert, listen to what the Post says. Quote, but she is not the only one in this state, let alone the nation, guilty of perpetuating the rhetoric that fuels fear and hate. And where do they go next? The Archdiocese of Denver. Why? Because the Archdiocese had a very thoughtful policy for how they would handle transgender in school because core church, church teaching, which conveniently aligns with science, is that there are two genders, male and female. And just like in any category of conduct, not being, but actual conduct visible to other students, that the Catholic schools do not allow conduct which directly contradicts teaching. So now for that, the Denver Post is blaming them for this mass shooting, is calling that rhetoric that fuels fear and hate. Listen, Mm. the Catholic Church of Colorado has more love in, in the fingernail on its little finger than the Denver Post has ever displayed. And it's been proven through all the great works it does with all the poor people, including gay, including trans. Mm. It does all that hard work, provides all these great services. And now the Post, out of some, at this point, you just have to assume. I don't assume it's a whole Post because I respect so many people there, but there must, it, it just oozes, it just oozes anti-Catholic hatred and bigotry that they would, they would now be trying to blame the Catholic Church for this mass shooting because of a policy in its schools? And quick point, That Dan, disagrees on gender issues? I received a statement, one of the first that I got after this incident on Monday, from the Archdiocese, from Archbishop yeah, yeah. Akula, condemning the shooting, praying for the victims and those that were killed. Did the Denver Post put out a similar right. statement about the... the uh, right crisis pregnancy centers that were attacked no no no, critical distinction and and a great point but again the point with the catholic church is it goes so far beyond words it goes to caring for and nurturing in in the most basic human need kind of ways people without regard to sexual preferences or any of that so the catholic church lives love and and the post is just exemplifying hatred here illogical dangerous hatred all toward a political end i mean here's my bottom line and and tell me what you think 855-405-8255 the post must know that that what they're writing in this editorial is false they must know that they are trying to gain a political advantage on an ideological issue by silencing those who disagree with them telling them if you don't succumb then you're going to get blamed for mass shootings. You're, you're going to be ostracized. It's the politics of personal destruction that the Post practices. It, it, this is really dangerous. Congresswoman Boebert at 536 will get her reaction to being blamed by the Post for the mass shooting. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show.
Trump said this to a group of children of color at the White House? Uh, imagine this has to be boring, boring, boring for these kids to stand up here. You're allowed to do anything you want, including go steal a pumpkin if you want. Anything you want to do. Folks, it's an honor for Jill and I to be here. Who would even think that? You're, you're sitting there looking at these beautiful, wonderful children of color. Yeah, go steal a pumpkin. I mean, but you go back and you go back through Joe Biden's history. That That's who he is. Yeah. You know, Corn Pop should have just ended our misery. <laughs> oh, right? Geez. Right. Wow. Right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. Biden's the violent guy. I'm the nonviolent guy. How different would it have been if he would have said, go carve a pumpkin, not go steal yeah. one. Right. Go right. Carve how, does, one. how does that even get into his know. head? Yeah. What, what if Trump had said that? Yeah. 855-405-8255, the number. Hey, what we're doing now, thank you for being here, is we're bringing you the latest. Some really great reporting by the Gazette, by the way, on the monster who committed this mass shooting in the Springs. And uh, changed his name apparently just before his 16th birthday in order to shake the tie to his biological father, a guy named Aaron Brink, who was an MMA fighter who got into drugs and and into the porn industry. And so he was trying to separate himself from uh, from that character. Then his name became Anderson Aldrich when he was nine years old. His dad... um, entered the porn industry acting under the name what would you guess his name was no don't guess guess. Uh, guess. yeah kelly beat you to it uh dick delaware and um delaware yeah according to the gazette it was adult films which led him down the path of drugs including crystal meth in july 2009 when anderson was still nine his father appeared on the reality show intervention where his then fiance begged him to quit drugs um, you know, it's it's fascinating to me because obviously the starting point is none of us on the outside, maybe in the police investigation they know, but none of us on the outside know the actual motive of this monster in the Springs. I mean, obviously it's reasonable to infer from where he attacked that there was, you know, a, a motive to attack people who happen to be, you know, gay, trans, whatever. Sure, it's a reasonable inference, but it's not proof. It's not a conclusion. Will it likely end there? Eh, probably. But there are all sorts of other things that could have been a motive as well. Point B, it's so interesting that the left just wants to rush right to that because they can use it as a political sledgehammer. But they don't want to they don't want to discuss at all causes that uh, that are much that are common in these mass shootings, but causes that they support like drug use, like drug use. Okay, we, we know all of this now about you know his father's drug use have no idea whether this guy was on drugs or whatever but we know it's common in mass shootings in colorado and beyond that the mass shooter was heavily into marijuana not in every case but in most of them that's for darn sure but the post doesn't want to talk about any of that the left doesn't want to talk about any of that thank you to the gazette for reporting it and then uh they write their indications that aaron brink's son meaning the shooter here had a fascination with gay culture. Aldrich, as Nicholas Brink, established a YouTube channel in 2010 using the moniker T-H-E-A-Z-Z-B-A-C-K-W-A-R-D. He may have been the creator of an animated 45-second video displayed on the site called, quote, Asian Homosexual Gets Molested. It was the only video on the channel. So, um, again... 
it, none of us have these facts at this point, but that's not, none. I mean, the actual facts about motive here. Uh, obviously, anybody looking at this, you could reasonably infer as well that, that there, we're probably going to find uh, a heavy component of mental illness. Wouldn't surprise me at all to find a heavy component of drug use, you know, that sort of stuff. But yeah, post the left, they don't want to talk about any of that. 855-405-8255. Congresswoman Boebert, who there appear to me to be directly blaming for this, not subtle, the headline of their editorial, we're looking at you, Lauren Boebert, and targeting her. Yeah, she'll join us at 536. I wanted to play this for you because here you're going to have somebody claiming preposterously there's a straight line between what she characterizes as anti-trans rhetoric and this killing. And again, this isn't some drunk or, or somebody impaired by other substances on the corner bar stool. This is an individual who some would say is likely to be the next mayor of Denver, Leslie Harrod. There's a straight line to the hate um, that is spewed from political leaders, um, religious leaders, community leaders against LGBTQ people, especially trans youth and their families. Well, first of all, preposterous. It, it's a lie and she knows it. She can't establish that. Ryan, were we able to invite her? If not, we'll invite her for tomorrow. I'll try for tomorrow. I, I like Leslie Harrod, and she's been on the show with me. She had the courage to come on as, as we talked about Senate Bill 21182. She, and now we disagree on every important policy issue, and I think a lot of her policies are literally extremely dangerous, including Senate Bill 21182, but she had the courage to come on and discuss it. But this is patently ludicrous. She is a smart person who cannot possibly believe a word she just said. Yeah, show me that straight line, Representative Herod, uh, b between what the Catholic Church is saying and this violence. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. But what I'd love to know, and, and it'd be a fun conversation with the representative, is how, how does she define anti-trans rhetoric? I think she would define it, and I think she is defining it, as disagreeing with the left on policy issues. You know, you know the list, right? If you say that first graders shouldn't be taught about sex, including trans stuff, anti-trans rhetoric. If you say that a male with a penis shouldn't be in a woman's shower or a girl's shower in high school, anti-trans rhetoric. If you say somebody with a penis shouldn't be playing girl sports, anti-trans rhetoric. I think that's exactly what she'd say. I think that's exactly what the Post is saying, and that's nonsense. Do not let yourself be censored or silenced. That's what they're trying to do. And it's so disrespectful to these victims. Everything I've seen, these are amazing, wonderful people who were murdered by this monster. And here you have the left ghoulishly really abusing and misusing their deaths and their memories to try to silence people from disagreeing on policy issues and wrongly blame people for causing a killing. It doesn't get much lower than that, to wrongly blame people for causing a killing. One of the people they're blaming joins us next, Congresswoman Boebert. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
say that's appropriate walk-up music right there. Hey, so happy to go to the VIP line and welcome Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Representative Boebert, as you know, won a close race and will fortunately be going back to Congress, I think, for a very long time to come, pretty much as long as she wants to. Congresswoman, welcome back to the Dan Kaplan Show. Dan, it is great to be with you. What a week. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And and someday I would just love to hear the inside on, on what was going through your mind as you watched all this unfold. But first things first, back in D.C., are they calling you landslide now? Landslide, Lauren? I mean, it, anybody tried to? <laughs> that that has come up, okay. yes. Landslide, okay. Lauren, has come up several hey. times, yes. Hey, you know, you know what? It can be by one, right? And it still has the same right. effect. But before we get into this, really, it's it's one of the most vile, insidious attacks I've I've seen in public life. What what the post did to you today? Before we get to that pleasantness, I, I, I'm dying to know because because I tell people this all the time. I mean, I, you know, I'm fortunate in this job and my law job to encounter a lot of really smart people, and I think you're absolutely brilliant. And I tell people that all the time. And my experience has been that. That, that folks learn lessons from stuff like this? I mean, what are the lessons for you from this close call? Well, um, I, I think this race absolutely shows that we have the policies right. Um, and everybody wants to see um, the temperature in D.C. turn down a little bit. And fortunately, I have the opportunity to do that, being in the majority now. When you're in the minority, you have to be loud and you have to... Um, aggressively express what is really going on because you can't rely on headlines or the title of a bill to know what's happening in Washington, D.C. It's a massive con game where a bill is titled something wonderfully, and then it's a mess when you actually read the text of it. Or there's a 3,000-page bill that spends over a trillion dollars that members of Congress are only given 22 hours to read. And somewhere in the mix of that, there's a really great piece that's been inserted, say, for veterans. And, you know, you vote against that because uh, you don't want to play the game of you have to pass it to find out what's in it. And so you have to be very aggressive in expressing um, what's happening. Uh, but now we're in the majority and we get to set the tone and the policies. And I'm very, very excited about that. But also, uh, I, I do just want to uh explain a little bit the 2020 election and the 2022 election are actually very similar i won the 2020 election uh against diane mitch bush by 51 percent i had 51 percent of the vote um and uh in that race though there were several third-party candidates that Mm. took votes from the democrat uh who was running against me gotcha and uh and in this in this race Again, I won at 51 percent um, of the vote, but it was just the Democrat and myself. And he was running on Republican policies. Um, local paper, papers were um, allowing him to define himself right. as a conservative. And they were pushing that. And so, you know, it was it was close. Um, but uh, I, I'm happy to be able to serve Colorado's third district uh, for two more years, at least. And uh, I'm looking forward to what we'll be able to do in the majority. Yeah. And listen, just looking at my own life, I mean, I've been blessed to not lose for a long time, but I know every time I've lost, I've learned something and it's made me better in the future. And thank God you were spared a loss here and it's just a close call. But but I expect that there'll be a lot of long term benefits. And, and as you say, being in the majority has to be a whole different critter, right? Because now you can get it done through legislation and committee work and everything else before. And listen, you and I talked about on there. I didn't agree with every tweet or every joke or anything like that. But but you were able to carve out 
real influence on, on issues that matter through this national platform that you developed. And, and I think that was a way of being effective that very few people have the skill set for. Now that you're in the majority, you know, you can do more the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, one thing um, I hope to work towards is actually getting our, our local um, news outlets, our local newspapers to publish the work that I am doing. Um, the yeah. Glenwood Springs Post Independent, they admitted to me um, in an editorial board interview uh, that they choose not to write about the actual work that I'm doing. Um, I had mentioned to them that I'd sent at least a dozen press releases about actual work that I was doing for the district, and I hadn't seen any stories written about that. And they said, no, you're right. We have chose not to publish those. And, you know, so just working with the local newspapers to to get this published, um, I think would go a long way because a lot of people don't know the work that I was doing, um, that I have been doing uh, for these past two years for the district because it's not in the papers. And, and hopefully it will be. Yeah. And again, you have carved out such a large following on social media. Hopefully that's another way to just get that word out there. And, and let me mm-hmm. shift gears for a second, Congresswoman, and, and talk about, and I don't say this lightly because I've been fortunate to be on air probably, well, well over 25 years right now. And I've never seen anything this vile from a major media outlet mm-hmm. before this Denver Post editorial today that they actually headlined. I mean, literally targeting you. We're looking at you, Lauren Boebert, and then they write an editorial, which as I read it, and I think any reasonable person, they're blaming in no particular order, you, the Catholic Church, Chassa, and anybody who disagrees with the left on transgender policy, blaming you for the actions of this demonic mass killer in the Springs. Yet your reaction to that. It's absolutely disgusting um, to blame anyone except for the evil person who who actually um, went through with this. Um, this it was absolutely devastating, disgusting um, to to hear about. And you know, I expressed my my sympathy to the victims and their family uh, immediately. And the left wants to find someone to blame, and it's really unfortunate that that's where we're at. Rather than talking about the two heroes who risked their lives to stop this evil man. Uh, You know, they they want to discuss, well, was this a hate crime? You're darn right it was a hate crime. Anyone who opens fire on innocent people, uh, that is hateful. That is evil. doesn't matter what group it's targeted towards. Uh, You know, they don't want to talk about the laws that they have put on the books that were not enforced. This man had his own mother call him in for a bomb threat. And we have red flag laws here in Colorado. Why was that not enforced? And these are the things that we talk about when new gun legislation is introduced and even passed into law. Enforce the the laws that you already have on the books instead of restricting law-abiding citizens further. Um, But it's absolutely disgusting that they're pointing the finger uh, and putting the blame on me. I I mean, the death threats that I've received um, from uh, comments from AOC, uh, from the left, from other news organizations, and even the Denver Post – you know, uh, it's, it's really disgusting that their rhetoric um, it, it, it influences um, people to uh, attack someone personally like that. Um, I mean, Capitol Police are looking into several of these threats um, that have come uh, my way because of the, the stuff the left is saying and trying to blame someone for this. And to say that, um, you know, I've ever had um, 
anti-LGBTQ rhetoric is absolutely false. The only thing that I have ever called out is the sexualization of our children or men dressing up as characterized women and um, and negatively impacting women going into uh, locker rooms and restrooms or men playing in women's sports just because a mediocre male athlete couldn't cut it in the sports world. They decided to to become a girl uh, in, in their mind and and then beat these women who have. Uh, worked their entire lives for scholarships and awards and so forth. Uh, that is what I've called out, and that's what I will continue to call out. What someone wants to do in their personal life, so be it. Uh, you know, this is America, and we are free uh, to do as, as as we wish, especially as as an adult. Uh, but to force this on children, when you have kindergarten curricula- curriculums teaching children about masturbation, about um, how to have and enjoy sex and even same-sex sex. This is wrong. Yep. Teaching children that they can be a different gender. This is what is wrong. Having six-year-olds put dollar bills in the thong or lingerie of a grown man dancing and twerking uh, pr- provocatively in front of them, that is wrong. And those are the things that I have called out. Uh, the sexualization of our children, what an adult chooses to do, so be it. Mm. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, our guest, and, and obviously what the Post is trying to do, and it's it's not working with you, is is they're trying to censor. They're trying to shut people up and silence people who disagree on policy by saying, oh, yeah, if you disagree on policy, you're responsible for the next mass shooting. That that it really is just so vile. And in the meantime, that they seem to be going out of their way to put a target on your back, which I think is mm-hmm. extraordinarily reckless. But but, hey, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you telling us the way you really see it. You know, there are very few people in public life who do that. And, and your candor is is always welcome here. So thank you, Congresswoman. Any uh, final words for the folks? I mean, I know you're involved in the 24th cycle because I read somewhere. I don't know if it's true that Adam Frisch has formally filed to run against you again in 24. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not too focused on that. Um, I, I didn't get into this to um, be a career candidate. Right. Uh, I, I am I am the congresswoman and there's work to do and I'm here to govern. And so that's certainly what I'm focused on. But I do think it's interesting um, after Adam Frisch ran this um, election as a Republican, as a conservative on Republican policies uh, without the media, you know, digging into his actual voting record and seeing the extreme liberal policies that he's put forward. Um, But I I do question how he's going to convince Democrats in a primary that he's a Democrat and supports their policies (laughs) after being so openly supportive of securing the border, bringing back domestic energy uh, and stopping uh, reckless spending in Washington, D.C. to lower inflation. So I I think that'll be an interesting uh, primary for the Democrats. Uh, But other than that, uh, you know, I'm focused on governing and serving the district as I have been for the past two years. And I'm just so excited to be able to do that again, to represent them and and to do so with a gavel, um, to do so with the power of the pen and the power of the purse to actually put forward the things that we've been talking about. And last last final question, now that you have the majority, what committees do you want? What committees do you expect? Hmm? Uh, Yes. So in in this next Congress, um, I will continue to serve 
on the Natural Resources Committee, and um, there's some subcommittees in there. Um, uh, I currently serve on the subcommittee for um, uh, waters, um, ocean, and wildlife, which is very important. Uh, we don't have oceans, but we have lots of water issues oh, yeah. here in the district. Oh, yeah. And then also um, a subcommittee for Indigenous people um, to to represent uh, the, the folks uh, in the Mountain Ute tribes and the and the um, um, in the Southern Ute tribes here in the district. And then also, um, I, I look forward to joining uh, J- Representative Jamie Comer on the Oversight Committee so we could actually hold the left accountable uh, and have that subpoena power uh, to bring people in and make them answer uh, for Man. so many crises that have been created by bad policy. I am looking forward to that. What's your number one priority in these next two years? Uh, well, actually, uh, to start off with, it, it really is leadership in the House of Representatives and um, fundamentally changing the way we operate in Washington, D.C. The Speaker of the House has so much control of how things um, uh, operate and how each individual member can represent their, uh, their some 750,000 constituents. And so making sure the, the rules reflect that and allow us to have a voice um, and equal representation throughout the House, and um, also uh, communicating with um, the, the Speaker of the House to be sure that we have single-subject legislation. This is something that is very, very important, and I don't know if you're aware, but that's not a law that needs to be passed through the House Senate and, and through the White House. Right. The Speaker of the House has control over that, and on day one can say, no, we only have single-subject legislation. So gone are the days of those 3,000-page bills that you have to pass to find yeah. out what's in it. And I know it sounds like inside baseball, but you're right. It's huge to, to have that ability you speak of. Congresswoman, thank you. Go get them and, and hope we talk a lot. Yes. Thanks so much, Dan. You, you, you have a great night. You too. Thank you. That's uh, Congresswoman Lauren Bulbert. When we come back, our texters have been in fuego texting Dan 57739. Next segment is theirs on the Dan Kaplan Show. A lot of great memories. Yeah. This is a remake, of course, Smashing yeah. Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. Yeah, I like the original better. Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you used the term landslide with Lauren. And landslide Lauren. I, you know, I was thinking that was ironic, kind of tongue-in-cheek. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, right, yeah it, right. it was a bright, but yeah. <laughs> my point was, going back to, to election week, that like all of us, right? I mean, you, you think back. When do we learn the most when we lose? And right. thank, thank God she was spared a loss. And this close call, I, I just think it's never going to be close again for her. She's, like all of us, going to learn a lot of lessons from that. Well, and to her point, I think this is important. And the fact that she'll be in the majority now and that the Republican Party will have a larger role in oh, yeah, dictating yeah, yeah, yeah. terms and policy yeah. and committees and so yeah. forth. She'll be in a position to accomplish a lot more as well. Yeah, and I think she was telling us that, that there'll be a, a right. different tone. Listen, one of the things that makes her great, and, and as I've said, the usual disclaimers don't agree with every joke or tweet, et cetera, is she is a fighter and, and she, she is unafraid. And she has the, the big, important stuff right. And those people are rare. She's also brilliant and articulate. And so, God love her. And, and I think you'll see a bit different tone, but no less fight, you know, that this next time around. And being in the majority, yeah, that'll help a lot. Okay, hey, want to get to our texters who have been in Fuego. 
Um, and then we are trying to get, of course, Richard Fierro on, that uh, tremendous hero. And I think there were many heroes at Club Q that night rising up against that evil. And if we don't get him on tomorrow, we'll play a bunch of the sound from him. We've we've gathered from some of the national outlets just a, a great story to be told. As we've seen, right, in every one of these mass shootings in Colorado, we have seen this good instantly rise up against evil, risking its own life to, to take on evil. And that it's biblical. It, it, it is what we're all about. The best of us on display through people like Richard Fierro, you know, Kendra Castile, Dave Sanders, and, and the, all these heroes from, from these different mass shootings who took on evil, knowing that they were likely to lose their own life in the process. That is the very best of us, the very worst of us, uh, other than, of course, the demons who commit these satanic acts. And I'm not putting the Denver Post or any other people on the left who are engaging in this vileness right now of trying to blame Lauren Boebert and the Catholic Church and others for this act of horror in the Springs. No, that, that's just dishonesty on the part of the left, trying to misuse and abuse these victims, you know, for cheap political gain. And, and I know you won't let yourself be censored or shut up. You won't fall for this, uh, this lie from the left. Ryan, tremendous job as always. Thank you. Kelly, you're the best. Please join us tomorrow on the Dan Kaplan Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.